Hello and welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast. This is episode number 99, preparing for a developmental season. That's right, today we're going to be talking about where we're going for the 100th episode and going forward. And I've decided to do a series or a new season geared towards new developmental coaches working on their um, lesson planning and programming for a developmental swim team. Join me today as we outlook and look to what we're going to be doing in this next upcoming season. Let's get started. That's right. Today we are going to be talking about preparing for a developmental season. That means we're looking ahead at a podcast season. This will be season number one, uh, the first season that we do, and dedicated entirely to starting and running a developmental swim program for a competitive swim team. Now, this could be for a park district team, a club team, or a private a swim team aimed at five-year-olds to 13-year-olds. And these are the beginning swimming level swimmers that have just joined your team after a tryout. And today what I want to do is talk about what you need to do to prepare for this season that's coming up. So in the season, we're going to cover these topics. I'll briefly go in depth or describe them today. Uh, And this will be an introduction. And starting with the 100th episode, uh, we'll begin talking about what it takes to run and uh, be an effective, fun swim coach for a developmental swim program. Uh, What I'm doing is drawing on 15 years of experience and observation, as well as lots and lots of failure. So you don't have to muddle through that same trial and error process. Now, of course, there will always be some trial and error on your part. That's just how we grow and progress as you participate and do things. So without any more preamble, let's get started. What will you need to know for preparing for a developmental swim lesson? Uh, swim season. Uh, So where is this coming from? I think this is coming from wanting to leave some sort of legacy for people that follow me. Um, As in, I'm no longer coaching on a daily basis. So I want to impart my knowledge so that people that are taking over for me or future swim coaches that have an eye to taking over for a developmental swim program have some sort of resource or things that they can look to in a very specific format. So a season, uh, it's kind of like a chapter of a book. It's, it's more specific and less general swimming ideas, but more focused, targeted to developmental swim practices. So I am no longer coaching. And that's where this is coming from is I want to, while it's still fresh in my mind, while it's still fresh in my brain, I want to pass on as much knowledge for future people as possible so they can benefit from the failures and the struggles and the, the um, successes that I've had in the last 15 years. So we will be documenting uh, in this, this podcast season how to run an effective developmental swim program that focuses on fun and effective instruction, which is this balance between uh, teaching these core skills and producing fast swimmers that are legally, um, and legally I mean they participate in the events and complete them without being disqualified. 
but also have fun when they're coming two, three, four days a week, and it's their main sport. You know, what is it about a really good swim coach or any coach for a sport that really drives people to participate on a daily basis? And and we're going to look at that and how you can establish this culture of, you know, learning, success, fun, fast, uh, while also being entertaining, exciting, and enjoyable, and not a slog or boring. So we're going to look at how you can do that. So what elements do you absolutely need to be effective? And this is where we're going to work. We're going to talk about today, and then we'll refine this and uh, deliver this over the next six to ten episodes as season number one. And this will be the first season, starting on episode one hundred, which is a pretty exciting milestone. Uh, this podcast, I think, is a couple, five to six years old. And uh, across that time, there's been some starts and stops and gaps and breaks. Uh, but we're looking at making sure that it's a, a bit more consistent and usable in, in a logistical type of way so that you can find the information that you're looking for. So the first grouping is going to be the developmental swim season or success successful creating successful developmental swim coaches maybe we'll call it not entirely sure on what the season name is going to be but we'll be we'll be rolling it out next week okay so what elements do you absolutely need to be effective the first element you need is a plan a formula or a guide you need to know where you are going and what you are intending to do what is your objective and what are you feeding into and what are you pulling from Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and read the rest of these bullet points and we'll go through them one by one. So what elements do you absolutely need to be effective? A plan, a formula, or a guide is the first. You also need a routine. You need to be consistent, have consistent dedication to the mundane like streamline. Consistent dedication to the mundane like streamline. What do I mean by that? I mean, you have to enforce streamline on every push off the wall for every person in your program every time. Consistent dedication to the mundane. That is establishing habit and instilling discipline. And what we mean by discipline isn't obedience. It's hard work and precise body control. Discipline is the effort that goes into doing complex swimming skills well. And how do we instill this into our swimmers? in a respectful, fun, effective manner. Consistent dedication to the mundane like streamline. So a plan, a formula, or a guide, routine. The coach has to have consistent dedication to the mundane. There has to be a balance of hard work with fun, and we do that through the activity, activity, challenge formula. We have to have earned respect. So the coach has to earn the respect of their swimmers in some fashion. And then there has to be communication with parents and the coaches need to understand their progressions and the swimming progressions. And this order may change, but these are the the components of running a, a successful developmental swim program. And I think these are the broad things that if you hit these points, you can play with the nuances of it, the actual skills you're doing and what order and how you combine it, that doesn't have to be as prescripted or prescribed. It can be left open to interpretation for what you feel is most important in what area and what time. So I don't want to dictate 
what progressions you need to be using. So long as that you have a progression system, you know the step-by-step -step process from entering your program to exiting the developmental program. There has to be a clear progression of steps that go from they're ready to join the swim team and now they're ready to join the age group or more advanced or the more competitive portion of your swim team, not just the developmental, which is focused on learning the strokes, learning the terminology, learning the drill components that lead into further aerobic exercise and training. So the developmental is this bridge between swim lessons and actual competition. While there can be competition in developmental swim programs, generally the performance and their ability to succeed is not the highlight. It's more about the learning aspect. So that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, and how do you do that effectively and, and still have fun and really foster a love for the sport of swimming? So let's go through this in a little bit more detail. I'm not going to go crazy with it because we're going to talk about that as we go through season one, which is starting with episode 100. I can't believe we're on episode 100. This is episode 99. So the next one will be episode 100, which is just thrilling and exciting. So a plan, a formula guide. What is that? A plan, a formula guide is knowing where you're going and where you're starting and where you're ending. Uh, for us, that meant and that means at this point uh, for our, devel our developmental swim team was in order to join the swim club, you needed the swimmer needed to be able to swim one length of the pool with side breathing front crawl or freestyle, if that's what you want to call it, uh, without lifting the head upright to look around. So head down, pushing the water with the crown of the head turning the head to the side to breathe, and continuing to swim throughout without pausing, stopping, or standing. Now, that's a pretty basic skill. Um, it's, it's what we drive towards with all of our swim lessons. So levels one through three are focused on exactly that skill. Once you master level three, you know how to do side breathing, and then that's what level three is really designed to teach. Uh, and then there in order to pass the tryout for the swim team, you would also, so one length of freestyle side breathing, one length of backstroke, and that has to be body at the surface, chin uh, tucked in slightly, and kick has to be correct near the surface. Uh, the arms have to be correct, so straight arm recovery, pushing down uh, after they're in the water. So one length of freestyle with breathing, one length of backstroke, and then they have to demonstrate a willingness to do breaststroke kick. It doesn't have to be good, doesn't have to be done well. Just demonstrate a willingness to attempt it. So are they able to attempt doing something they don't necessarily know how to do? And then can they do five yards of butterfly kick? Typically, everybody that's comfortable doing a tryout, if you show them what butterfly kick looks like, they are able to do it. Um, unless for some reason they're not comfortable swimmers and should not be doing a tryout. So those are the four components of a tryout. And if they were ready to be on the team, they were accepted, and if we had space, to be on the developmental swim team. Uh, and to get out or exit, there were certain metrics on how to exit our developmental one group, minnows one, how to exit minnows two, and then how to exit our age group one group. So different core metrics to get there. Usually it involved 
in order to get to level or minnows two, you had to be able to do um, a 50 or a 100 of good quality freestyle without stopping, doing streamlines, know the language of what a swim team is, uh, as well as being introduced to breaststroke components, so the arms and the kick, and the butterfly components, the arms and the kick. In order to move from minnows two, or our developmental two, into our age group number one, uh, age group is competitive, uh, developmental is minnows or developmental two. You had to legally complete all four strokes, so a 100 IM event at a swim meet, or uh, a 50 freestyle, a 50 backstroke, a 25 breaststroke, and a 25 butterfly. Be able to legally, in the swimming skill terminology there, complete each of the four competitive strokes. So they had to have legal strokes. And that was pretty hard. It's not an easy thing to aim for. And then age group one, um, it has to be 50s of each stroke, legally completed, uh, as well as introduced to competition training. So uh, aerobic sets, sprint sets, and diving off the diving blocks. So there was this clear metric for progression through the program. This is the plan, the formula, and the guide. How do you go from beginning on the swim team uh, graduating to the next group, and then finally, what does it take to get out of the developmental program? So there has to be this prescription, this, this guide of how to do that. And one of our first episodes is going to be on how do you choose and look at these metrics, and how do you make these decisions, and where do you create the cutoff points to break up your groups to be manageable and um, effective when it comes to coaching this cohort of people in this ability level. And then that's going to structure how you do the rest of your program planning. It's going to structure what activities you do in your lesson plans and what kind of workouts you're doing um, when it comes to swimming and swimming endurance building and racing. So a plan, a formula, and a guide. The next crucial component is routine. And now this is talking about actually what do you do during your practices that establish routine so that your participants can clearly know what to expect when it comes to being at swim practice? Now, routine is not a bad thing, especially for children. You don't always want to be changing up the format of how you do your lessons or how you do your practices because it leads to anxiety, confusion, and difficulty implementing new tasks. Now, what I don't mean by routine is always doing exactly the same workout every time, every day. That's not what I mean by routine. What I mean by routine is creating a general framework for your practices that you can then change the pieces of to make it dynamic, interesting, and uh, joyful, and exciting. So for us... Uh, what I mean by routine is we always had our warm-up, and our warm-up was always a 50-something. So get in and just swim a 50. Just The intent was get in and go. And then a 100 IM kick, which could be with a kickboard or without, two 25s in position 11, and then the question of the day. And for our developmental program, it was always the same. It was just get in, go, do your warm-up, and then slight variations within that. For our developmental two, it was the same thing, but slightly more different. So it was maybe a 100 swim, get in and go, and then 100 IM kick, and then 
225's position 11, maybe 425's a position 11, and then the question of the day. So it was essentially the same warm-up as they exp experienced in Minnows 1, but a little bit longer, a little bit more challenging, and a little bit more involved because presumably they've been through six, nine year, uh, six months, nine months, or a year of swim team already, and they've graduated, so they have a lot more understanding of what to do and what, what the different language is. Uh, but you have this framework for warm-up, and then you could either organize it as small group learning and aerobic learning or uh, aerobic component set and then a learning set and then a drill set. There's a lot of variation on how you can structure your practices, but your practices need to have some sort of structure and that structure needs to follow some sort of basic routine. Uh, the intent behind this is that when you have a large number of people going through your program and you potentially have different assistant coaches coming into your program, you need to establish routine quickly, especially if you have uh, people that are on Developmental One and new people coming into it at a regular basis. So you constantly have new people. It's really important to establish routine so that your uh, existing participants can help the new people flow into the system without too much disruption. It's also easy to predict, uh, and predictable behavior is important for when it comes to learners, because then you can spend your mental energy not on figuring out the system or how things are gonna work or how you're gonna set up the framework um, as if you were gonna play a new game. It's more about, okay, what are we gonna do within the framework that's a little bit different than we've done yesterday? So instead of doing 425s of just freestyle kicking, today we're doing 425s of freestyle kicking with our face in the water holding the kickboard in position 11. Now this is a very dramatic oversimplification, but that's the intent here. That's what the goal of the routine is, is that you're establishing this common language framework and then iterating on it or using, making small changes to drive in, uh, skill acquisition and uh, improvement. So having a routine of some sort, coming up with a routine. Uh, the next thing is consistent dedication to the mundane like streamline. Now, I think this is one of the biggest parts and one of my biggest pet peeves as a developmental swim coach is that if I look at a swim practice and I see the coaches standing with a smile on their face, you know, that's great. Uh, but then they say, all right, we're going to do a 50 side kick with your face in the water in position one kicking on your side, um, go. And every kid in the developmental one program doesn't do a streamline. I'm asking myself, what are they doing? And what's the purpose? What's the point? Why would you just say ready, go, but not enforce, require, or demand a streamline? What's going to happen is then your swimmers, when they dive in at a race, they're not going to do a streamline because they have no focused habit of doing a streamline. So this consistent dedication to the mundane from the coach enforcing things like streamline is incredibly important because we have to draw the line at the minimum acceptable behavior in a swim practice and every time you push off the wall there must be a streamline 
It must happen. Hand over hand, thumb locked, ear squeezed, looking down. Every time. And if you don't see it, there has to be a consistent dedication to enforcing it. Hey, Johnny, you didn't do a streamline. Go back and do your streamline. And what we were looking for here is, is this is what coaching is. This is what coaching a developmental program is. It's establishing new behaviors in a pool environment, in a competitive swimming environment, uh, that uh, produces fast, effective, competitive swimmers. And if your developmental one program is not consistently dedicated to the mundane skills like streamline every single time, every single push off, every single person, then they're not going to be establishing these good habits in the rest of their swimming. That's going to lead to better swimmers. You know, maybe the kids will magically get better, but there has to be this constant dedication to the mundane. Um, Because what we're doing is we're creating new habits that are unnatural, not expected if they're not articulated, and if they're not enforced, they're ignored and therefore are meaningless. So when the kids then get from the five, six, seven, eight-year-olds that then graduate because they can swim the strokes legally to developmental two and they're still not streamlining and it's still not consistently dedicated and enforced, they're going to graduate to their age rope program. They're going to be, you know, maybe they're excellent racers, but they have sloppy streamlines at swim practice. And then when they get to a swim meet, they forget, in air quotes here, to do their streamline. It's not going to be, you know, then you're looking at these sloppy swimmers that might be going fast, but then their peers are out racing them because they streamline. So because our coaching staff has not done, I'm not talking about ours or my coaching staff, I'm just speaking generally here. The coaching staff that hasn't consistently dedicated themselves to enforcing the mundane, they're going to have sloppy streamlines in the swim meets and then lose races to the kids that do streamline. So it starts at the beginning of the developmental program. And for me, streamline was the core thing that we always enforced. Now, maybe that's something different for you. Maybe you have a different opinion and that's fine. Uh, But you have to be consistently dedicated to mundane things in order to establish habit and to instill discipline or hard work for the precise body control that is the swimming strokes and the dance, the choreography that is competitive swimming and competitive swimming strokes. So plan a formula guide, routine, consistent dedication to the mundane, like streamline. Uh, The next one is balancing the hard work with fun. So there's this balance, this give and take between work, 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 learn, 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 do what I'm saying precisely, exactly, specifically, streamline every time, and then having fun. And for me, that developed into the activity, activity, challenge formula that we use in our swim lessons, that we use in the developmental swim program, and that you can use in your system as well. And it is beautiful in its simplicity and super effective in how it is implemented, if it's implemented, uh, just even while or just following our lesson plans or the practices that we use. And activity, activity, challenge is just do us in a swim lesson, in a swim team practice example is do a set, do a learning set, do an aerobic set, play a challenge. And then just repeat, learning set, aerobic set, challenge. And challenges are brief. They're less than five minutes. They're fun. 
and they have the added bonus of being connected to a specific swimming skill. So if you want to work on Streamline, because you always need to work on Streamline, one great challenge is to Streamline, it's called Around the World, Streamline Underwater from the Wall to the Flags, and you must completely spin around one time before touching the surface. Um, so it has to be in Streamline, and the body has to spin like it's rotating on its spinal axis completely around 360 degrees. Another one, super easy Streamline one, is position or push off the wall in airplane uh, and you have to get past the t-mark or the flags and this is teaching that if you push off an airplane it's not as effective as a streamline so do a streamline you'll go further faster easier all right it's this like roadblock that teaches by doing the wrong thing it teaches the right thing uh, and that's just a that's a challenge that you can do and it's quick it's easy it's fun it's entertaining and then you refresh your brain and then you're on to learning new discipline focused skills uh, freestyle breathing specifically drills that are physically and mentally demanding um, breaststroke learning breaststroke is hard uh, learning the discipline of butterfly without muscling your way through it uh, and learning that it's a flowing stroke and it's not a muscle bound stroke it the activity activity challenge formula allows you to do these intensely physical mentally demanding activities and then repeatedly over and over again because you're interspersing challenges which reinvigorate your participants attention enthusiasm and excitement for swimming and it makes them want to come back to the practices so it gets them in the water more often Next is earning respect. So there's two real ways of respect when it comes to coaching. There's fear-based respect, which most will initially have inherently because it's a new situation and an adult telling the person what to do. Uh, and then respect through earned respect. So there's two types of leadership, uh, fear and respect. You want to aim for respect. You want to aim for earning the respect of your participants through your consistency through your uh, fairness and through your feedback. So telling them positive reinforcement and giving them ways that they can improve. So earning that respect and what can you do to earn respect? And that's a deep topic that we're gonna gloss over here, but a crucial component and how you're gonna do that uh, needs to be thought of when you're focusing on how to set up your developmental program. The next is being comfortable talking with the parents. So what are you going to be communicating to the parents of your swimmers at regular intervals? And when are you going to be communicating with the parents? Uh, what will that look like? Specifically, how often will you talk to them? When will you make yourself available to answer questions to new participants? And then what expectations are you setting for both the parents and the swimmers when it comes to participating in swim meets, attending practice, uh, going to social events and being involved in this new thing that they're joining called the swim team. So how are you going to communicate with parents and what's that going to look like specifically from the developmental swim coach to the new parent parents or the new swimmer parents. Finally, knowing your progressions. Uh, there has to be some thought put into what your skill progressions are going to be. If you're a subscriber to the All Access program, you have access to all of the lesson plans, specifically the swim sheets, which detail drills and 
progressions for each of the four competitive strokes. So how do you go from teaching a complete novice to a state qualifying competitive swimmer that is racing against the top 2% of people in the country? You know, how do you go from not knowing how to swim to competing at a high level? And the progressions of skills in the swim sheets clearly outline the progressions that you can use to get to that point. Um, it's also heavily focused for developmental swim programs. So it's good for coaches and for swimmers to use the same sheet. And you can use it as a diagram or a reference sheet, as well as an example when it comes to teaching people what to do. You can say, here, look at this picture, this series of pictures, and this is what we're doing, uh, and makes it a bit more easy for you uh, as the swim coach to go ahead and go about uh, running your practices. But you have to understand what progressions you're going to be working on you need to know where you're going, that plan, formula, and guide, but the progressions are how are you gonna get there step by step by step. So how do you get from teaching streamline to butterfly swimming, and what is the progression of skills that build from there, and what drills and, and things do you do to establish habit to go ahead and career, what do you focus on, what is your constant dedication to the mundane, drills, skills, specific things, how does that fit into your routine? How does that fit into your plan? And then you have a functioning developmental swim program. And that is what we're going to be talking about in the next or the first season, season one of the Swimming Ideas podcast. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you find some uh, success from it. And my goal is to provide a single, separate, contained area dedicated to developmental swimming and helping new developmental swim coaches understand what they're getting into and how to shape their swim practices so that they are successful, effective, and fun for their participants. Thank you, and I look forward to seeing you at our 100th episode, which will be coming up shortly. And together, we can teach better lessons tomorrow. Take care.